Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is the Crypto Coach, Blockchain Wayne, with another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by Coincierge Club, mobile private key wallet, and point of sale solution, helping to make crypto safe, easy, and our overall process more efficient while costing less, helping to take crypto mainstream. All right, so today we want to talk about the topics of DYOR. Now, what does DYOR stand for? Do your own research. Uh, you've got to remember in this cryptocurrency world, whatever money you invest in a project, in a crypto coin, crypto token, you have 100% full responsibility to it, right? doesn't matter what some social media influencer said on his wall was going to be big, right? It doesn't matter what John McAfee said from wherever he's running in, in the world today, what he said about a project doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Even if some, you know, finance gurus come out and say this is a solid project, you still got to do your own research. That may add a little bit more credibility to what you're thinking. But at the end of the day, you have 100 percent responsibility. Let's face it. This is when it comes to uh, companies and projects. This is no different than any other industry, any other um, business model where even solid development teams, solid uh, employees, solid companies, solid projects, they can still fail. They can uh, whether it's lack poor marketing, lack of implementation, whatever the case may be, you can have a solid project that's gold and it could just fail. And there's another project that could be crap, and because certain other things, it, it could you know could rise you know rise up to whatever. So you've got to really start and start with yourself and really understand that when you go into whether it's crypto Twitter or Facebook groups or any other forum that you're talking about crypto or asking about projects that at the end of the day it's your decision you have 100 percent responsibility um and it's very risky right now because let's face it uh even the solid projects that i would say from the research i've done even most of those are down 85 90 percent from where they were at their all-time high because of the bear market that crypto has been in and let's face it bitcoin has really been the only one to really bust out of that uh that bear market uh, so, and the other altcoins have just really been pummeled lately because they haven't really seen a turnaround. A lot of people, you know, use the term alt season's coming or when is alt season. Now, altcoin is any coin other than Bitcoin. And what people say alt season is that's typically when we, we see altcoins make, you know, 5x, 10x, 20x because they're so low that if something, say, 5, 10 cents and it goes up to a dollar, I mean, that's huge gains you're looking at. But there could never be an alt season again. There could just be certain solid projects that have organic growth over time. And you've got to be okay with that if you're going to put your money in a project. So a couple of couple of tips I like to put out there. A couple of websites you can utilize uh, to do your research. So I would start with CoinCheckup.com or CoinMarketCap.com. reason I mention those is not because, yeah, most people may have heard of those because you can go and look at the price of all the cryptos. This is not necessarily about price action. doesn't matter what it did the last seven days, the last last you know one day the last 24 hours whatever the case is it doesn't matter what matters is what's going on with the project right what kind of implementation use is it getting because i can take a shit coin that's worthless and has very little volume on an exchange and i can pump the price up a little bit with a few dollars right you can create some buy orders create some momentum and a lot of people um, can get caught off guard if they just go off a of price action because there are certain people, there are certain uh, you know bad players in the space that, that facilitate things called a pump and dump, 
they will target a particular coin or token that has a low volume, low trading volume daily, and they'll be able to create buy or sell orders to manipulate the price one way or another, typically up, and they pump the price up and other people see that it's pumping and they start buying, not realizing it's a pump and dump, and then the organizers would typically dump at the top on people that are still buying, and then it comes crashing down to where either the price crashes or it gets to the point where, hey, the price may stay up there, but the price may stay up there, but at the same time, if there's no liquidity, you can't sell it, right? For you to sell, someone else has to buy. And that's just how markets work. So so that can happen. So you want to go to CoinMarketCap, CoinCheckup, and look at what the project has on it. Now, what I like about, and I'll go CoinCheckup because I use that one more than CoinMarketCap, but they both have it, is it will, if you go to resources, say you click on a particular crypto that you're interested in finding out more about. You can click on it. What I like about Coin Checkup is when you go to resources, if there's a video available explaining that project, they'll do that. And let's face it, we're a visual, you know, we're more visual than anything, right? We can read all day or read a white paper, um, but at least a video can give you a start to understanding what it's designed for, right? Then you can dig in. You click on the you can click on the project's website. You can go to the website. There's also a link to the white paper. You can do that. Now, white paper isn't the gold standard, right? It's not like, okay, they got a white paper. That's just so you understand what the project is. And then start looking at, and that website, you should be able to see the development team and make sure they're legitimate. Make sure to check out some of them. And let's face it, if there's 15 people listed on the website and the development team from various positions from CEO on down, and none of them have a, a, an established presence on, like, say, LinkedIn or something, it might not be a legit project. It's possible, right? So not saying, again, that's not saying it's the gold standard, but just like just like it, as you learn trading, you're looking for multiple indicators on a chart. You're not going to go off of one indicator. When it comes to investing, you're not going to go off of one piece of information. You're building the case of either why or why not. Should I look at this? Should I dig more into this? Should I invest time before I invest my money, right? And that's where it comes in. So some people will ask on Facebook about a certain project or a certain crypto, and they'll just say, hey, what does everyone think about this? And a lot of people that understand how to research the project and know what it takes to go into trying to figure that out will comment D-Y-O-R, right? Do your own research. And that's why I started off the podcast with this because it's not to be rude. Now, at certain points, some people will get sharp because it happens all the time. And what happens online, we also get offline as well because when friends find out you know what, what's going on with crypto, they'll just throw out these projects what they think are quote-unquote cheap not even understand supply and i'll get into that in a second not even understand what supply is and they just want you to tell you about it they, they don't want to do any research they just say want to know what can you tell me about it and should i put some money in it right and that is taking your, your the responsibility that you have and you're trying to shift it onto someone else because if you say yeah i've looked at it as a solid project and guess what that project tanks and you end up holding a bag of crap then you have really most people want to blame the person that told them yeah it was a good investment but really at the end of the day the it really falls back down on you so when you're looking at crypto from an investment standpoint and you're looking at value then that's what it is if you believe in the long term uh, of the project then it shouldn't matter what the what the price does day to day unless your your intention is to sell or or trade to be able to accumulate more then you worry about the price, but if it, if it's not the case, then don't, right? So go to Coin Market Cap, Coin Checkup. They also link you to all the forums, right? Whether it's whether they're in Telegram or Reddit or any other forums that that particular uh, project team may have, it's going to link you back to those to where you can do some more research. 
Um, now let's face it, we're in the age where we, we, we got communication overload and there's not really a great, a lot of great platforms out there, but a lot of, a lot of the projects will have either a Reddit thread, uh, Telegram thread, even though I'm not that big on Telegram, they'll have a Telegram thread or they could even have a Discord thread, right? So, uh, which, which I like Discord because you can, you can take one community and divide it into different subcategories and talk about different things because if you're getting into technical stuff with people that are in the coding and wanting to know more about the technical side of a project, you can have that conversation. If people just want to know layman terms, hey, what does this do and why should I care? Then that's the other case, right? So the other thing you do, you can check news space. You can check uh, whether it's uh, Coindesk or Cointelegraph.com. Those two are, say, fairly decent news sources. Uh, and I say that with some hesitation because I haven't really seen some really solid news sites yet for crypto, but those two are really the best that are out there. One thing I like about Cointelegraph is if they have an article that is um, like a sponsored article, like basically the company paid them to publish their own article, then they'll, they'll signify it as that versus trying to pass it off as regular news when it's really someone at the company wrote about it trying to hype it up. That's where a lot of people get wrong. So you want to get all these bits and pieces of information and then see, does it line up, right? Does it? And, and the other thing, they can, they can throw around a lot of flashy words and, and different things, but does it solve a real world problem that can't be achieved without blockchain or cryptocurrency? If it doesn't do that, then what's the point, right? I can create a token for a specific industry, but if it doesn't solve a problem, then what really is the point? Now, there are some legitimate problems, right? And then the other thing is you've got to look at is what is the supply, right? How many tokens are there outstanding? Is it mineable? Is it pre-mined? Uh, and then what is what is the current supply? And what's going to be the total supply when everything's mined? Or if it's pre-mined, what's the total supply? That's why people will look at a, one crypto that's, that's I'll, I'll, I'll not name any names here, but they'll look at one that's like, 30 cents and they look at another one that's ten thousand dollars and like well hell if this one that's 30 cents uh even gets to half of what that one is I'll, I'll make millions it's not how it works right that one token may have the one that's that's ten thousand dollars per coin is may only have 21 million that's going to be total circulation and the one that's 30 cents may have 100 billion that's in circulation it just dilutes the water it, it's not the same thing you're not comparing apples to apples um, and it's not really cheap. There's just more shares, which is why some cryptos may be towards the top of the market cap, but you see their price is extremely low and your average person sees and thinks it's cheap. You know, one thing I get every time the market heats up, I get calls from people about Ripple, right? XRP, look at it. it it's, it's, it's number three and it's only 31 cents or 30 cents. or I think right now it's 27 cents as of the time of this recording, but it's cheap. It's not cheap, right? It's, it's got a huge supply, right? And, and, and use case isn't necessarily always going to determine price either. That's why, you know, stable coins, they can create stable coins every day. And I'll say quote unquote stable coins because they're pegged to fiat currency, which is steadily declining, but have a stable coin, right? You can have millions and billions of them, right? So that doesn't necessarily dictate the price movement. So what's going to dictate price movement? We live in a free market. What's going to dictate the, the end all be all price as we go is really the supply and the demand. How big is the demand for it versus the supply? That's why, you know, that's why these financial experts 
have come on that are pro Bitcoin and say they see Bitcoin going to 20,000, 50,000. Even Tim Draper, uh, billionaire venture capitalist, has, has said 250,000 by 2023. Right? How can he throw out that outrageous claim? Because he understands that only a fraction of the world is really seeking and looking to own Bitcoin right now. But whenever you know more people move towards it, there's only 17 million in circulation. There's only going to be 21 million total that are ever going to be pre-mined, that are ever going to be not pre-mined, that are ever going to be mined. So just the law of supply and demand and also understanding what's also happening on the opposite end with the U.S. dollar and any other government's fiat currencies where they're steadily um, experiencing inflation and a few, a few major issues in the economy can rapidly accelerate that inflation, right? So and you're seeing in countries where China recently, China and Argentina are seeing huge Bitcoin purchases because their currency just recently in the last week or two has experienced some massive inflation. So that's where you understand both those ends of the cycle. And that's how you can get that price demand. Because Bitcoin, for instance, is divisible eight places behind the decimal point. So that means that even if one Bitcoin is 250000 and I want to send you a few dollars worth of Bitcoin, I can still do it. Now, will it ever be a mass payment system? That's debatable. Uh, maybe not. You know, it may not be like a visa for micro payments where you're paying a dollar here, dollar there. But let's face it, someone can move millions to, uh, you know, from one place to another without the need of a bank. And banks, which will charge even on 1% to 2% on that, they're paying twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 just to move money, just to move, you know, money that from one place to another that can be achieved without the need for that bank. That's the big case. Now, whether Bitcoin... Uh, can can really knock out uh, you know the lightning network which could speed up and be, make it be used for micropayments but that's not the case there may be something else utilized for that right uh, there may be a few that'll have their use case but just realize that that of the 23 2400 coins that are on coin market cap or coin checkup there's only a handful I can say that I think are really gonna uh, amount to anything and honestly there could be some really great technology that blows a lot of them away and guess what they may not even have been created yet right that coin or that token or that particular technology hasn't even been um been created yet and and put on the blockchain or created a you know a cryptocurrency around it uh so there you go and then you know i see a whole this thing whole splintering it off because nfts non-fungible tokens can also be huge when it comes to cryptocurrency uh, I was a big collector of baseball cards and, and baseball, football, basketball cards growing up. So I love the collectible space. I imagine the digital collectibles, right? You can have something that's limited edition, that's rare, uh, that you don't have to store in a plastic case or a book or a binder to protect it. You can store it digitally on a wallet and you can trade it with friends. I mean, come on, that is huge. And then also NFTs are being going to be used big time when it comes to uh, in games whether there could be um, whether in-game currency or in-game different objects or items or things that you can purchase uh, that can be tradable, that can have value just like anything else, right? If I pay, say, 10 bucks for some kind of sword within a game and then I have a friend that wants to give me $12 for it, I can sell it to him. I can trade it, right? Um, that That's what NFTs are going to allow you to do. And then also, you know, utility tokens that are going to be utilized to uh, give you access to certain things or utilize different functions. Uh, there's so many different things. And then you're looking at tokenized assets, right? We saw it recently in New York where, uh, you know, a particular real estate building was tokenized and those tokens were sold and each token represented a share in that, in that building. 
uh, share in the revenue and that's that's just one example but that just shows you how big this thing could be because without having to you know go through all these different you know different processes and different middlemen and to handle that I mean I can see how the stock market itself can be completely revolutionized where when you actually when you hold a stock you may actually hold a tokenized certificate uh, on the blockchain that, that signifies your ownership versus you're just hoping that your E-Trade or Scott Trade the numbers in that computer are right because it's not really backed up by any kind of blockchain you never get the stock certificates when you buy stock so maybe we'll see that change as well so just be prepared understand what it is this is a this is a long-term game we are still in the infancy when it comes to cryptocurrency i know bitcoin's 10 years old but guys we've just begun right this is just getting started you know industries and governments are just starting to talk about crypto and bitcoin and blockchain and so it's super early we're going to see this thing evolve and at the end of the day it's really it's it's about freedom and it's about eliminating the abuse of power that you know that some whether it's governments or corporations or banks have taken uh, cryptocurrency uh, puts our tr takes our trust from those people that have violated and puts it into the math the, the cryptography that that builds a blockchain and creates cryptocurrency and allows us to have freedom to where if I want to transact with uh, anybody else you know for good like I want to pay you for something I don't need a bank to verify my pro verify my funds or say the say it's okay or they for some reason even though I'm not think I may be buying something or doing some kind of business with my bank account that's not on the up and up so without any kind of proof or evidence they can freeze your money right that, that's not gonna happen you're not gonna freeze Bitcoin right so uh, and you heard it you know in the Congress hearings uh, recently where they asked can, can Bitcoin be killed and absolutely not it can't be right the price can be suppressed and manipulated for a certain amount of time and that's with any crypto but in the long term, it can't be stopped. It can't be killed. And eventually, the free market's going to determine the price uh, because you can only manipulate and suppress it so much uh, before it breaks through and gets, you know, gets some stability uh, and really, you know, starts to see that growth that can happen. So that's it for today's episode. I really just wanted to touch on that. So make sure if you hear someone say DYOR before you decide to just take random Joe Blow's uh, recommendation from a podcast or from a a YouTube video or, or someone that's famous social media influencer or something like that telling you about a certain crypto project do your own research find out if it's legit um, don't be afraid to reach out but don't reach out to someone uh, for advice unless you've already done some of the homework yourself and you can maybe explain what you've looked at already because that that's one thing that that you know we don't I don't mind helping somebody if they've already done dug some dug in and told me what they find but if somebody just calls and they want me to be the one to do the research uh, you know, time's too valuable, valuable for that. So, uh, that's it for today's episode. I want to thank you for listening in and we will catch you on the next episode.